They work for platforms like Uber Eats and Deliveroo, and during the pandemic, they were hailed as heroes, risking their own health to make deliveries to those of us under lockdown. They work long days with little pay and under harsh working conditions. And now, many of them are losing their only means to make ends meet. Hi everyone and welcome to this edition of France in Focus. When you use your phone to place an order on Uber Eats or Deliveroo, you may not know much about the person who shows up at your door. While here in France, it's estimated that at least half of the riders are undocumented. And for that reason, many of them are having their accounts deleted and they're losing their jobs. But now they're fighting back and protesting in cities across the country. For Amidou, there's no doubt. I don't know any delivery people who are French. Aside from undocumented workers, few are willing to do this grinding, poorly paid job. He's just received an order for three euros. Three euros! It's McDonald's, so we'll have to wait 10-15 minutes before it's ready to be picked up. As the address is nearby, I'll get three euros. It's not easy making a living with these kind of jobs every day. These workers aren't official employees, which means they cannot benefit from an administrative procedure, which makes it easier to obtain proper working documents in sectors short of staff. Uber has the power to help us get our working papers. They need to make sure that the invoices issued by Uber, Deliveroo and the other delivery platforms can be used for delivery people, so that we can work normally instead of illegally and in fear. Under pressure from the government, Uber, like the other platforms, has decided to clean up its delivery drivers' accounts. 2,500 worker profiles were deactivated last summer, ostensibly because the documents they'd provided were false. Amidou is still able to work, but he's under no illusion. Despite the platform's claim to be in compliance with the law, it's changed nothing in the way it operates. Documents that weren't declared fraudulent a year or two ago, they're not suddenly going to turn around and say that they are. And it's unacceptable that Uber is now reactivating accounts with these same documents. Adama had his account deactivated. After working for Uber Eats for nearly four years, he was suddenly shut out without notice, with no right to benefits or compensation. During the COVID pandemic, we weren't asked for our papers. They were perfectly happy to let us work like idiots. As the controversy grew, Uber issued a statement justifying the mass cleanup of accounts, but it declined to be interviewed on camera. It comes as no surprise to lawyer Kevin Mancion, who specializes in labor law. The platform takes advantage of this. It knows full well it has employed undocumented workers for months and months, but it turns a blind eye because it needs to minimize its costs. If they had to hire people with proper documentation, there would be hardly anyone who'd accept their pay rate. More and more lawsuits are being filed in a bid to bring about change. In a recent case, Deliveroo was ordered to pay a 9.7 million euro fine for undeclared work. But the situation isn't improving for the workers. A union representing delivery drivers says it's down to a lack of political will. We learned last July that in 2014, then-economy minister Emmanuel Macron made a deal with Uber to help it work around French law. The facts speak for themselves. The state supports businesses. But behind this, there's a political will to see working conditions deteriorate, to set workers apart from each other and to underfinance social security. Demand for deliveries surged during the coronavirus lockdowns. 
but orders are now down all over France. It's an added incentive for the platforms to hire independent workers who can be easily let go, rather than making them official employees, which would offer them protection under labour law. Jérôme Pimot, thanks for being with us. Merci. So you used to work for Deliveroo as a deliverer. You have since uh, formed a union representing the deliverers. What in general are the working conditions for deliverers for these platforms? I experienced these working conditions around 2014 to 2016. Today, in 2022, they've become much worse. The pay rate has dropped. The image that clients and restaurant owners have of deliverers has degraded. Today, the workers are mainly migrants without working visas, because nobody with a proper work permit would accept such a job. So delivery companies have had to rely on undocumented workers, and because those workers barely get by, they're ready to accept any working conditions and any salary. If you can give us an idea, how much does a deliverer make in a day, and how long do they work? Deliverers work more and more. They has gone down, but the distance they have to cover has gone up. Because of their situation, they're obliged to work much longer, as much as 10 to 15 hours per day. They cover dozens, sometimes hundreds of kilometers, and again, for less money. Working in these conditions increases risk. Fatigue and lower concentration levels can lead to accidents, sometimes very serious. There have been deaths in France, also in other countries. Many of the these deliverers who are losing their jobs were using IDs that didn't belong to them. Does that mean that these platforms are justified in deleting their accounts? The mass deletion of illegal deliverer accounts would be justified if the situation with all these undocumented workers had just begun and the fraudulent accounts had only just been discovered. But it's been three or four years. During this time, the companies took advantage of this abundance of undocumented migrants who were vulnerable and in need of work to expand. Deliveroo, Uber Eats, they all did it. When COVID came along, they needed them even more. Now, with the health crisis over and with France leaning a bit more to the right, we're seeing companies try to put on a good face to appear above board by firing illegal workers. But they knowingly employed them for years. They used the system and now they want to wash their hands of them. Now that you've formed this union, what are your demands? What, what do you want to accomplish here? The CLAP union wants to make it easier for these workers to improve their situation. There's something very simple the government can do. There's an administrative process that allows undocumented workers who have worked as salaried employees to make their pay slips count towards obtaining legal documentation. 
This process should also take into account the delivery platform's billing systems. Deliverers get paid by billing the companies, and those bills need to be considered. Deliverers represent a huge pool of workers without work permits, which accounts for a big part of the economy. We often say these platforms are a means of reducing unemployment and of creating jobs and businesses. The value this brings to the economy should also count towards improving the situation of undocumented workers. Okay, Jérôme Pimo, thanks so much for being with us. Merci à vous. a lot of deliverers coming in and out of storefronts like these. They're known as dark stores or dark kitchens. And they're called that because they're closed to the general public and they operate behind closed doors. Their numbers exploded during the pandemic and now they're causing a nuisance for those who live nearby. Hidden discreetly behind gates and frosted windows without a shop front or a sign. These businesses are towing a murky line. They're called dark stores or dark kitchens. No clients step inside and all interactions are virtual. But all the same, they're busy, noisy places. On this street in Bordeaux, residents are exasperated by daily disturbances over the past year. Vans everywhere, parking all over the place. And then there are deliveries every morning. The sites are usually difficult to identify, managed by companies which have taken advantage of a vague legal framework to set up and develop. On this street in Paris, drivers are waiting outside this dark kitchen to pick up deliveries. I'm delivering burgers and pizzas. Exactly what's on the menu in this real restaurant just a few steps away. The arrival of dark kitchens has seen evening takeaway sales here plunge by 80%. We used to be busy. We'd have 30 orders or so. Now we're down to five or six orders per evening. The unregulated development of dark stores in residential areas was soon thrown into question. After a month's long battle between city authorities and government, the town halls won their case. These businesses will from now on be considered as warehouses, not shops. The deputy mayor of Nantes described the result as a victory. They will be classed as warehouses, so they will be located in more remote areas or at least outside of commercial areas. There is also the symbolic recognition that not just any business can be a store. It will now be down to municipal authorities to identify the dark stores on a case-by-case -case basis. A recent report found 100 in the Paris region alone. Well, that does it for this edition of France in Focus. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Your needs are changing, and so is France24.com. With articles, reports, the latest international news, all our programs available on replay, together with live broadcasting 24-7. Intuitive, fast, and available in four languages. France24.com. Liberté, égalité, actualité.